The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and we're going to talk about the new mindset, the mindset for real assets as opposed to the mindset for digital assets. And um, we're also going to talk about the Bank of Canada's recent hikes, what that could mean for the economy. Will it actually tamp down inflation? Do they care? We'll, look, we'll get into that. And then we'll also talk about the upcoming Fed hikes as well, because this is all, Jerry, by the way, hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> this is all under you know, the guise of trying to beat inflation that they caused. Let's be right. let's be clear about that one. They printed a whole lot of currency. They shut down the economy. Governments have been deficit spending. No one wants to control their spending. And so inflation is running rampant. And it's somehow supposed supposed to be sold to everyone as some sort of natural phenomena when it's really you you printed too much currency and now you want everyone else to pay for it now mm-hmm. that doesn't not talking about malinvestment as christine lagarde would would say uh, there's definitely been malinvestment and when it comes to low interest rates for a very long time beware interest rates could could start to climb. Money is going to get more expensive. So we'll get into a discussion on that. And then finally, we'll also get, uh, we want to revisit supply. Something we talked about last week in terms of the difficulty getting permits in sort of the environmental craze, the going green craze, the I want my cake and eat it too craze where I want to use solar power, but I don't want to mine for the actual parts that go into making solar power. So we'll also get into that as well. But first, let's get back to, and you know, again, we we want to get into the Bank of Canada hikes as well. But let's start with the gold mindset. Because Jerry, there's been um, one specific piece of information that I know that uh, Vince Lancey, he does a weekly market update on Arcadia Economics. He mentioned this a few weeks back. And then uh, you came across an article where it seems to be officially being put out there now that uh, China wants to back its retail clients. In other words, the everyday person who has a bank account, they want to back their accounts with physical gold. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly it, Jeremy. This is massive news, and it's coming across. It came across our desk just um, this week from the Jerusalem Post, and the headline reads: China sends ripples through the gold, the global gold bullion market. And remember, bullion is the physical, and no one even noticed. And last week, an event occurred which was completely missed by the mainstream media, of course, was the People's Bank of China took the next important step to encourage. Again, this mindset encouraging a wider and less wealthy section of the Chinese citizenry to purchase gold and silver bullion. They did this back in 2010. They introduced this this um, this push to encourage uh, gold ownership to its citizens back in 2010. And at that time, gold was $1,100 per ounce. China's plans, according to the Post, 
is planning to enrich its citizens with the gold market as seen in 2010. And they're also sending us a message to everyone that they will protect the gold price from a collapse, given the gold price exposure its citizens will have. So they want to enrich, they want to empower their citizenry by introducing hard asset exposure and ownership, not this mindset here we have in the West of you'll own nothing. You want to be debt rich and own nothing, have interest rates ruin your household. Now, this is the next leg of this multi-decade plan to enrich the Chinese citizenry that has started. And the People's Bank of China is moving to focus to include hundreds of millions of smaller clients who literally have no exposure to gold, Jeremy. So this is massive in terms of the demand because we know that the People's Bank of China, China and China have control a majority of the physical markets to underpin it. And this move will also send ripples through the global physical gold markets, which is already being felt by dealers in London and New York. So further demand coming into the gold markets. And you know this is, this is massive news because when you have a mindset from the West versus the East, and we see that money is now being, you know, we're watching the flows of money moving from, from West to East. Um, this is just a continuation of further de-dollarization and the devaluation of the U.S. dollar and further, furthering the, the influence of the BRIC nations, which include Brazil, Russia, India, China. And this mindset um, is, is further shifting away from U.S. dollar-based in India. Last year, Jeremy, as we noted many times that India was they, – they set world records for the amount of importing of silver – and just this week as well, the mindset in India is also educating its citizens on the importance of investing in silver. The article, the headline reads, why investing in silver is essential for portfolio for diversification. And the person writes, the role of precious metals such as silver apart from gold is gaining a steady ground when it comes to portfolio diversification. That the price of silver has al al already witnessed a consistent rise backed by a demand in various industrial applications, as we, al al we already know. But they're educating their people. Um, gold has applications primarily in conductors, electronic industries, but silver finds usage in almost every industry, including automobiles, manufacturing, and medicine. And because, similar to gold, it displays sensitivity to interest rates, inflation, and energy prices. Until April 30th, 2023, they wrote, in the last five years, silver has offered returns of 13.1% versus their stock market. And while gold has, has provided about 12% so far in the year, 8% on gold, silver is about 2% up on the year. So it's doing its job. And when we have all these uncertainties around interest rates and inflation, and uncertainties around the, the, the global you know, the financial shifts. The hard assets is the mindset that we try to employ here at Guildhall and, and with, the, with the Real Money Show, Jeremy. So this is a very important time. The number, 18778-SILVER, the website, guildhallwealth.com. That's the number, that's the website. If you wanna get some physical precious metals in your hand, in your portfolio, safely, securely stored, you wanna give us a call. We're the experts. We've been doing this since 2002. We've had the registered accounts since 2015. Yep. We kind of launched it 2016 officially where clients can acquire physical precious metals, fully allocated, fully segregated, 
They can even set up an appointment, go and personally audit their holdings. In other words, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. You can't do that with an ETF, Jerry. You no. can't do that with a pool account. You can't do that with a gold-backed fund. You can't do that with an ETF. This is the only way in which you can actually own the physical metal and it's allocated to you and there's no counterparty risk. I think it's interesting to to look at these gigantic nations encouraging people to get involved in the precious metals market. In with regard to China, it is top down. So they're not make their citizens aren't necessarily making those decisions. So we kind of keep those things in mind. I'd like to see more information on how this is going to work out. Definitely putting putting into play the concept that you can, rather than take out your cash out of the bank, you could take the gold. Mm -hmm. And putting that as, as sort of a backstop to your currency as well lends support to the banking industry, mm -hmm. right? You can only imagine what, how that would stop bank runs because it's, it's lending support and credibility to the banks if they're saying, look, if you're not happy, take the gold. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I like that idea. Um, I I would say the, the biggest takeaway for me from that article is that, number one, it's going to mean increased buying because they have to create the infrastructure for this and actually have the physical metal. Right. But more importantly, it underpins the price. And we're already looking at a price of gold and silver that are close to the cost of production, even though they've kept up with inflation even though they performed very well over the last several years, in fact, you could go back 15, 20 years, they've done amazingly well. That, still, that said, they're still undervalued. So if you're looking for an opportunity as well, an opportunity to get an insurance policy before the house, before the house yeah. catches fire, this is the chance. Mm -hmm. You want to get involved in the market before there's another panic, before there's another crisis. And gold and silver have continued to do their job over the last 20 years. They will continue to do their job through this next crisis that we're going to hit as they continue to raise interest rates into more and more cost on the debt. Let's get into that. Let's kind of revisit the the pivot, if you will. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. So let's talk about the Bank of Canada. They raised interest rates a quarter point. I thought it was interesting the last time that they decided to not raise interest rates and our dollar fell against the US dollar and therefore we were paying more for all the goods we were importing. In other words, by not raising interest rates, they elected to let us import inflation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now they've decided to raise rates and uh, the cost of borrowing, the cost of, of money uh, just went up again. I would like to remind everyone that the reason they say they're raising interest rates is to quell inflation. And this is the inflation that was mostly, I mean, let's be honest, it was already in the mail 
but then they really put it over the top with the um, with the shutting down of the economy and funding the economy by printing all of this currency and going into mass deficits so that, you know, the government could, as they say, quote, so that we could be there for Canadians, mm -hmm. unquote, mm -hmm. constantly. That's right. like the one quote that's always being used. So we'll, we, we will continue to be there for Canadians. So heroic. Um, it's so condescending, mm -hmm. you know, that's when right. everyone is dealing with the inflation and, and dealing with it. They caused it. They, they printed the currency. They did the deficit spending. Now they want to raise the interest rates on, and basically the idea is to stop the economy and the debt in its tracks to go to, to essentially shut it down again. Right. Right. Now I'm not saying raising rates is good or bad in this, in this regard, you know, they were way too low for way too long. My criticism would be, and everyone who listens to the show knows this well, you're responding to crisis. Where were you in 2014, 15, 16, 17, where you could have raised rates a quarter point a year? Mm -hmm. You would have been up two points, you That's know, right. or whatever. You know what I mean? You'd already be ahead. Instead, you waited for a crisis. So that leads me into the, the next stage, which is let's revisit the pivot. Mm -hmm. I think it's time to talk about that because, you know, you, you look around. We just talked about this the other day. We work in an office building. The parking lot's empty. Yeah. You know, you get Still. used to it. You get used to it after a while, but it used to be you couldn't get a parking space. <laughs> That's right. You had to go sometimes and it's a big Park parking lot and yep. there's a there's a covered parking section that's you know, you could fit even more overload parking, overflow. You'd have to still park on the street today. Park anywhere you like. Building's empty. That is and and if you are a landlord and you are paying a mortgage on that with 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 devastated income and Canada is raising the interest rates on you. Mm -hmm. I would say that that's a commercial real estate crisis in the making. Yes. So the reason I start there, Jerry, is because at some point I still believe that the raising of interest rates, while I believe it's already causing a crisis, people having to go to food banks, people having to re-amortize mortgages out further and further and further just to stay in their homes, which I believe creates a conflict of interest with banks and these interest rates. It's like you raise interest rates on one side and then you re-amortize people to keep them in their homes so that the market doesn't break. It's all very odd. Um, but the commercial, the commercial real estate crisis is, is going to come at some point too, right? So where do you feel we are in terms of the pivot? I know the Fed is maybe looking, the Fed in the United States is looking towards maybe a pause. Do you, do you think we're still on track for a pause and pivot? Well, according to um, CME FedWatch, the tool that they use to determine where the Fed's going next, markets now have priced in a 72% chance of the Fed standing pat or pausing next week. So next week, Wednesday, the Federal Reserve meets again. The central bank is going to be pausing their interest rate hikes. Um, and this is all because of some job figures that came out. So the unemployment 
uh, data came out, very poor, weaker jobs data, which is suggesting that the Fed right. will hold. Oh, oh, last week they were great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a tale of the skip or no skip. You know, jobs are up, jobs are down. It's it's total conflicting data that we're getting from from the U.S. and from the uh, the BLS in this in the states. Um, you know, last week we reported that the U.S. economy added 339 jobs in May, which topped estimates by a huge margin. So that suggested that there would be a rate hike. And then fast forward to this week, and we're back to a skip. So they're going to possibly pause. But we'll have to see because we are also traders and we are bracing for the U.S. inflation report that's coming out Tuesday of next week, so the day before. So we don't know exactly where they're going, but we do know if we... Well, well, we can guess. I mean, uh, oil prices aren't down. Gas prices aren't down. So I imagine it's going to be up. Everything is that was the only thing that was driving prices down was uh, correct. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would assume that the the one thing that was driving inflation down the last time was besides fudging these These labor statistics was the fact that they were releasing uh, strategic oil from the from the reserves. So that you release that oil, you're you're trying to like lower the energy prices. So you could say, okay, so less energy prices, inflation was down. And that's a temporary solution for the, you know, for the Federal Reserve and, and for the, um, for politics in the in the U.S. to show to keep face. But it's temporary. You you eventually run out of of strategic oil, or you go be- below a threshold where it becomes a national security issue. So that's 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 where we're at. They've they've slowed that down, um, and now we're seeing further further just uncertainties from housing to continuing poor retail sales, all of these in indicators that are just pointing towards a looming recession. This week, the Bank of Canada hiked rates over a, alarm at household spending and stubborn inflation. And on the back of that, you had Manulife's chief of economics come out and says that Canada's heading towards a recession. And, and it's probably coming coming into the second and third, and third quarter. And let's remind all of our listeners how our politicians said that they were not going to raise rates, that they were going to be low for a very, very long time. <laughs> Let's all just take a moment to remember that. They said interest rates would be low and would not go up for a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. That do, was only less than a year ago that they were saying those things. And do people really believe them anymore? It's, it's, I think the, conf- the confidence has, is just gone with regards to the politicians and that the false promises, the Canadians have had enough. And I think that's why they're moving and they're voting with their pocketbooks. They're shifting out of the traditional conventional means and they're looking into alternatives. I, I want to agree with you mm-hmm. and I don't want to just play opposition with you. Uh, yes, I see the wins. I see the Overton window being moved in mainstream media. You should see the stuff they're, they're admitting to now in mainstream media. Um, you know, Instagram, for instance, these type of things. Um, uh, you know, this the, the Biden and uh, and taking bribes, these type of things. Like, there's a lot coming out that they're kind of backing off on. Um, but you know what? I go around the city. We're having a, uh, the mayor election, and I go right. around the city and I look at the platforms, and some of the platforms are just spend, spend, spend. And I think, where are you getting that money? Mm-hmm. You can deficit spend, so you can just put it on the backs of the next generation, 
where are you getting the money? What I would love to see is cuts, cuts, cuts. Here's where we can do some cutting, right? Um, how are we going to get to productivity? What kind of, what kind of, um, what kind of things can we do to incentivize businesses? Everything right now is being done to de to to do the opposite. So at the same time, when I see the these signs everywhere and of these candidates who just want to send more money, I think I don't know if if we're doing good enough a job, Jerry. I see signs, a boards. I see condo sign a boards being flipped over, and a call for um, uh, more affordable housing. Well, who's going to pay for that? Mm -hmm. Who's going to pay for that? You want to give everyone universal basic income? Sure. Let's give everyone a thousand bucks a week. And when they realize inflation just kicked up an, another notch or two, that a thousand dollars doesn't buy you what it used to, and you need now fifteen hundred dollars, well, where does that money come from? Mm -hmm. Everybody still wants things for free. Everyone is there. Not everyone. What I'm saying is there's still so many people, Jerry, who are living in a dream world. And I'm wondering at what point does it affect them? It, I, my contention is that they think inflation is just a natural phenomenon. Mm -mm. It's just something that comes out of, comes out of the blue. Mm -hmm. you know? it, so I don't know if we're doing good enough a job. I see people buying metals. I see people starting to understand. But how do we get those other people to understand that owning precious metals is going to give you a 400 and something percent return over the last 20 years. Imagine what it's going to look like the next 20 years. We just had, sort of going on a little rant here. Right here. You were in a meeting with us just now, uh, just before we were with uh, one of our, our dealers and partners. And uh, we were talking about how do you clear up the fact that on any given day, if there's a little bit of crazy movement in the market, you have a blast of people come into the precious metals market, and all of a sudden there's not enough product. And I said, yes, but price will fix that. And um, our partner said, no, it won't, because a $30, $40 price tag isn't really going to stop. And I, I realized, you're right, because as the price goes higher, more people are going to want to get involved. Because more people will buy <laughs> silver at $30 than they bought at 20 and more will buy at 40 than they bought at 30 and more will buy at 50 than they bought at 40 along with, the, along with more and more crisis coming up, or crises coming up, that's why we're talking about the Bank of Canada, so we have to get back on that track. But you are now going to need massively higher prices to start bringing down premiums in the market, That's to right. start making it available again for people, because it could get it could get sucked out of the, of the market so fast. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about China, we talk about inflation, we talk about people realizing maybe I should do something about it, maybe I shouldn't trust the government since they were so quick to say, well, we're going to keep rates where they are. Mm -hmm. You're on your own. Be your own central bank. Be your own bank. Have sovereignty. Best way to do that is actual physical metal. Absolutely, um, and there is no better way. This is your this is your wealth insurance number one. This is the reason the reason is um, the reason why central banks and countries are heading and flowing into gold and silver like never before. It's for the independence from all of the conventional arrangements, the currencies, the financial institutions, the banking systems. You know, Janet Yellen just came out this week and said that. 
she actually sees that there's going to be more banking con consolidations going forward. So she's signaling further banking risk. Consolidations in the banking industry is bad news. When you have the big ones taking over the small ones, this is a rippling effect that's happening around the world. These, these rate hikes are doing one thing, and that's rattling the confidence out of the system. The depositors are moving out, and further consolidations of the banking industry is what gold avoids. And you, you, you safeguard, you insulate your wealth with the ownership of physical assets that have the potential for tremendous topside potential in this market. So we'll stay on this topic. Let's talk a little bit about Janet Yellen as well in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Your way, your path to physical precious metal ownership to become your own bank, have your own sovereignty for yourself, protect yourself, protect your family, and take advantage of the low prices and the fact that gold and silver are undervalued. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Uh, Jerry, I think as we think about these interest rate hikes, just to kind of conclude on that point, I think that the these central bankers are not letting the the market fully react to what they're doing. It takes a long time for these rates to work their way through the system to find out what the consequences of them are. I think, you know, as we think about it, that they are doing it sort of almost symbolically in a way because it's it's not methodical to raise them this much this fast. I think they're doing it as almost a symbol of, of that they're in control, but they don't know what the outcome's really gonna be. Let's be honest, they didn't know what the outcome was gonna be when they printed trillions of dollars in 2008, and now the, now the federal balance sheet is up in the nine trillion range. Speaking of the, the Federal Reserve balance sheet, the debt ceiling got raised. Janet Yellen got to refill her coffers over at the Treasury, which were vape, which were running on vapors. Okay, they were emergency. They were on code red over there mm -hmm. in terms of what they had to roll over. And don't forget, since the Fed is no longer making money because of the raise in rates, they're not sending any excess funds over to the Treasury. That's right. Which is what they used to do. Mm -hmm. So they got their they got their uh, debt hike, debt ceiling hike, and bang, they're putting in what a trillion dollars two purchases of like was it two hundred fifty billion or five hundred billion each? I can't remember if it was a half a billion or a trillion. It doesn't matter. It's coming. Right. If they haven't gotten to a trillion, it's coming. They're they're putting that debt out there, the treasury, and who on this green earth is going to buy it? that debt who nobody the fed the fed is going to buy it it doesn't matter by hook or by crook all leads all roads lead to the fed so they're going to put another trillion on their balance sheet right mm -hmm. the debt had to be paid before by someone and the and the federal reserve's just going to print it so they're raising rates on one side and printing the currency on the other or buying the the treasury buying the the treasury debt mm -hmm. 
Come on. This is a this is this is just let's keep the balls up in the air as long as we can. It's going to fall. So, I don't know if it matters whether or not they continue to raise rates or they or they get into a crisis mode and they drop them again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's done. It's done. So, when you see these countries like China and India and all the BRICS nations buying physical gold, what do they know? Are they buying it for their health? <laughs> Omar Gaddafi tried tried it, and and back then you tried something like that. War. We'll see what happens to you, bud. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to go off on your own and try to create a North African currency backed by gold? A union. Good. Mm-hmm. Best of luck to you, my friend. Right? Today, how many BRICS nations are we up to? And they're going to get together in the next couple months this summer. Once again. And they're going to unveil what their real plans are. They're going to talk about backing their currency with one world currency with gold. Not your, not your uh, central bank digital currency where you will own nothing type. Mm-hmm. The kind that says, hey, we're all in this together. Let's build. That's right. Let's build. Let's do it. Let's back it with gold. And then you see what, what China and India are doing. Everyone's buying gold. How are you going to defend against uh, the the raising of rates? You better own gold. Mm-hmm. How are you going to defend against inflation? You didn't cause it. That's right. But you better protect yourself against it. That's right. And if you can, you know, own some gold. Gold if, ownership. That's it. That's it. If you can do it, do it. You If you have a retirement fund, you used to work for a company, they, they gave you uh, a fund, right? A pension, you paid into it. Well, maybe you don't work there anymore. Maybe you, ha- maybe it's been sitting there being managed by someone at your old company. Which is move the case. it, yep. move it over to Questrade. Give us a call. Move it over to Questrade. Put put physical gold into that if it's being ignored. Mm-hmm. What's it doing for you? You know, I'm looking through some of some of um, you know when we start to look at gold and silver versus mining. Are you? You know, I'm I'm seeing mistakes being made in that respect. You know, uh, George Gammon. You know George Gammon. Yeah. Everyone should check out his his yeah, whiteboard great stuff. Great He's great. He's a good guy. Um, oh, by the way, you know what? He was just in an interview, Jerry, talking about Turkey. You want to know how they're handling hyperinflation in Turkey? He went to Turkey recently, and he was asking everyone he could, right? Okay. Give me, give me, um, you know, tell me what's happening. How are, how are you doing this? And apparently. What they're doing is they take their Turkish lira at the end of the week when they get paid in Turkish liras, they pay all their bills. And everything after that, they instantly put it into gold and U.S. dollars. Hmm. Well, if you're in the U.S. already being hammered by inflation, then you already have the U.S. dollars. You have to put it into gold. Same thing in Canada. You don't have the opportunity to say, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a basket case country. I'll just go into U.S. dollars. and No, you, you, you earn Canadian dollars. You need Canadian dollars and gold because this is coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. They've already shown that the people running the, the finances are completely inept. And when they won't tell you what's, going, what's in the finances, That's it's right. even worse. Mm-hmm. The people have just lost total confidence. And, and speaking of Turkey, I think they just 
announced the new head of the central bank in Turkey, so which is causing more panic into gold and, and diversing away from the Turkish lira. They hired the former head of First Republic, one of the one of the banks. <laughs> you are kidding one me! One of the banks that were that went down recently in this whole crypto shuffle, and the crypto crypto shuffle is definitely on. There's um, you know news and with a fiat withdrawal pause people want to take u.s deposits out so binance is suspending deposits and withdrawal pauses um there's a lot of claims from the uh, or i should say the the sec is is really you know cramp, uh, clamping down on binance um you know this this was one way of diversifying diversifying away from a u.s u.s dollar and diversify uh, diversifying away from fiat we know the issue. The issue is a currency problem. Inflation is a currency problem. And when you have central planners that are just, you know, pedal to the metal, let's burn this currency down for the purpose of gaining wealth or for politics and keeping control, the panic is on. And the nations and people around the world have seen and they've made their decision away from the U.S. dollar. Um, crypto, unfortunately, when you cannot get out and when you can't get out in back and you're back into a U.S. dollar, is a failed experiment. With gold and silver, you can convert into anything. Gold is convertible. Silver is convertible to any into any currency that you need to be in, whether it be one of these fiat currencies or the new currency coming in. And we're keeping an eye on the BRIC nations' developments because we have to be cognizant of the influence that they have. Brazil, Russia, India, China, they have the influence in the physical bullion markets. They have the influence in all the resources that the West needs. So as we and our central planners are gambling away with, with paper, um, we, we are looking towards the physical markets. All roads lead to physical. All the flows are leading to the physical markets. We brought up the, the Gallup poll last week where um, we were able to realize where this where the best long-term investments are and the mindsets have shifted down from real estate and up into gold the mindset is now shifting slowly here in, in north america but it's shifting jeremy and listen in the next segment let's talk about the purchasing power of physical gold because even uh should real estate continue on its path higher um the purchasing power of gold is going to increase and so what is that going to mean for the potential of buying real estate in terms of gold. It's not going to be so much about the price of gold, but what it buys you. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, sure, maybe the debts don't matter until they matter. At the, at the end of the day here, this is about insurance for your portfolio. You cannot wait until the, the house is burning down to go out and get the, the fire insurance. The fact is, it's starting to rain. Build your ark. Be protected. Get that insurance into your portfolio and that is be your own central bank as they say own physical gold physical silver remember if you can't hold it you don't own it i think i've thrown all of the the sayings out there but it's very important you have to have the physical physical you have to have that ownership the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com more to come on the real money show on 640 toronto you're listening to a paid commercial program 
Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver on the website, guildhallwealth.com. You know, it's not just physical gold and physical silver that can protect you against inflation and protect you from the devaluation of currencies and potentially even deflation in the market. You want to have assets that you own and control that have no counterparty risk. And one of the assets that we're starting to see make big waves again is the natural fancy colored dime, uh, natural fancy colored diamond market. Even if you look at the Fancy Color Research Foundation, they they monitor an index on colored diamonds, and so they look at all the colored diamonds from all the dealers, and they can see that there's a clear uptick in the colored diamond market over the last year and a bit. And I think that we're at the cusp of a new bull market in natural fancy colored diamonds. And you can see this at auction. So guys, when you're out there and you you're, you catch some, some news pieces, you're, you're going to start to see major diamonds, major colored diamonds being sold at auction and records being broken, massive records being broken. And you have to wonder... Why would someone buy something for $50 million that could be held in, in a single palm, be put on a finger, right, mm-hmm. in a ring? That's, that's equivalent of buying 10 houses that, people are, buy- that right. people are buying into a single asset. This is because they're beautiful. They're rare. They have no counterparty risk. There's very little paperwork. They can go internationally. There's no cost of doing business. Um, If you were to buy a house without a mortgage or a diamond over a 20-year period, imagine all of the excess money that goes into property ownership, taxes, um, maintenance, um, uh, dealing with disputes on Mm -hmm. renters. um, All sorts of things are going to go into that over the years is it going to go up as much as natural fancy colored diamonds have? They have never seen down years. They because at the end of the day they don't have they don't have leverage. You don't have to sell them, right? But we are seeing a nice tick up in that market. Something to consider at Guildhall. We go out and purchase that that product, that asset. We've been in the business a long time. We know what to look for. We're looking for strong color, strong clarity. We want we want assets of a certain size. And once you have all of these things in play, you have something that is going to continue to build in value for decades, something to be passed on. None of this, well, grandma had a ring, and well, I'm sorry, it was not a great quality. So it's got sympathetic, um, it, it's got um, value in terms of nostalgia, or whatnot, but it, it doesn't have the type of um, monetary value that you want when you're passing something down through decades. So that's just a quick thing about natural fancy colored diamonds to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get back to real estate and gold. See, at the end of the day, I think we have to start thinking a little bit maybe about inflation, deflation, that if there's deflation, if the value of the money starts, mm-hmm. if the money is being pulled out of the system and prices start coming down, it's what comes down the least that wins. So if there's leverage in a market like real estate, you could have that come down very quickly. But even if it keeps going up, Jerry, 
Gold is outpacing real estate at this point. It is moving up over 8% a year. And I believe over the next couple of years, you're going to see a couple of years where gold moves up 20 or 30% in a single year like we've seen in the past. And those type of scenarios, you end up with a stronger purchasing power, meaning you need less gold to buy the same property that you did five years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're definitely noticing that trend in gold and in various hard assets from natural fancy color diamonds. Flows are moving out of share markets at a rapid pace and they're funneling and in into the hard asset space because of the issue of our currency. When you need more currency, when you need more dollars to purchase the home five years from now, this is too much currency flowing around for too few goods. And we need to acquire the goods now before the loss of purchasing power continues with the a massive amounts of cash that you may have if you just sold or liquidated. Countless of investors have liquidated. Many, many people are trying to liquidate now. The, the housing market um, is flush with supply now, looking people trying to get out of the, of the housing market. Um, but this is it. This is just what we're seeing, all of these indicators of, of a looming recession, from a slowing housing market to poor retail sales, further inflation, and we have this persistent inversion of the, of the yield curve. All of these things, and diamonds are performing well, gold is performing well, silver is now catching up. But the smart money, if we look at an indicator uh, of the smart money, we talk about institutional money, which is the smart money we're talking about. Um, we're, we, have a, we have a chart here called the cumulative capital floors where we see money flowing just out, hundreds of billion dollars uh, of, of institutional money. I mean, right now, the stock markets are up. The S&P is up about you know, 10 11%. But the fact that the institutions are dumping hundreds of billion dollars right now of equity market holdings, the most since May of two, 2022. This is a huge warning side for everyday investors. As the most connected market participants are reducing their exposure to the share markets, they're getting into assets that like gold, silver, and even natural fancy color diamonds. Assets like diamonds, assets like gold and silver are the potential refuge for these scenarios of a market route, a future recession that is coming. And we're seeing money, the smart money, flowing into natural fancy color diamonds. Last week, you mentioned huge auction coming up, which was the Sotheby's Magnificent Jewels uh, auction that went down yesterday, and it's going to go down in history. It just made, made history. The Thursdays, auction set multiple new benchmarks for the market and the auction house itself. Money is flowing into natural fancy color diamonds and a vivid, vivid pink diamond and a giant ruby both sold for $35 million at Sotheby's. So most importantly, two the most important dazzling gemstones sold that we've seen ever. So this is a massive um, news piece for money flowing, smart money flowing out of share markets, out of paper-based markets and into physical assets such as, such as these, Jeremy. Get out of harm's way. Get into an asset that has zero counterparty risk. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Remember, there's, there's also people struggling. We're seeing the lineups at food banks. See if you can do your part. See if you can help out in that way. But of course, one of the best ways is to protect yourself, become successful yourself, and then you can help even more people. Again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, thank you so much. Great chat. Thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. 
And we look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.